Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. And I'm Orla McNeilis. And welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where one of us recommends a film, we both watch it, and then we discuss it. This week's film is Dreams of a Life, directed by Carol Morley, produced by Cairo Cannon, written by Carol Morley, and starring Zoe, Zoe Ashton. I probably butchered yeah, that name. To be honest, I don't know how you pronounce that. It's kind of a weird one. The IMDb synopsis is as follows. A filmmaker sets out to discover the life of Joyce Vincent, who died in her bedsit in North London in 2003. Her body wasn't discovered for three years, and newspaper reports offer few details of her life, not even a photograph. Very good. For That's, once. Uh, yeah, succinct. Um, well, not succinct, it's kind of a bit long, but at the same time, properly illustrates what the film is about. <laughs> at least it's accurate, which is... Uh... Yeah, what we're <laughs> quickly discovering is that whoever... Uh, I don't know if that's an IMDb problem or what, but uh, sometimes the synopsis is uh, lacking. Well, that it's putting it very softly. But... I'm being kind. <laughs> I don't know who writes them. Orla picked this film. I did. And the first question, as it is in every episode, is why did you pick this movie? Um, I picked this film because I think this is was our first documentary, and I thought that this would be a very interesting start. Because as a documentary, it has an interesting structure, I think, and is playing around with a lot of different things, not least dramatic reconstructions and... Whenever we were in college, we went to see The Arbor, which is another kind of quasi-documentary. That I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, have you seen The Arbor? Nope. Oh, I thought you had. Oh. Nope. Okay. I thought that we could have some interesting comparisons to make there, but you didn't actually see it. Okay, well, The Arbor is another film <laughs> with a very interesting use of dramatic reconstructions. So when I was recommending it, I thought you'd seen it and that we could uh, talk about that. But either way, we can still discuss dramatic reconstructions. But um, yeah, I, f- I felt like this was something that we have a lot to talk about because there's an awful lot going on here and uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. So that's why I picked it. And my review of the film, uh, <laughs> I'll be succinct for once because uh-huh. really? uh, I like to get into a few things throughout the episode and uh, just say everything in the first <laughs> opening statement. Okay. But of your choices so far, mm-hmm. this is by quite a long way my least favorite whoa excellent i think that is a movie that has very little to recommend it for really and oh brilliant um, brilliant oh she's sharpening the knives already Um, (laughs) it's strange Uh, i'll get into it why as a film i didn't like it yeah um actually when i sat down and watched it uh, i wasn't offended by it or by any means thinking mm-hmm. that it is a poorly poorly made movie mm. but at the same time as uh, i was preparing to come to the show <laughs> i completely forgot the mo- about the movie it just left no imprint really and uh, in any way well in some ways uh when i looked back on it Thinking about it like even less than when I was watching it. Jesus, okay. Um, I actually think that the premise of the documentary is quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me feel disappointed. Also, uh, I don't watch that many documentaries. Mm. The ones that I do end up watching are the the really good ones. Mm-hmm. So I think that personally, I also have 
a lower um tolerance tolerance for average documentaries well i can watch the postman directed by kevin costner <laughs> quite enjoy it uh kevin costner always getting his uh, his references um okay interesting why why were you disappointed were you disappointed because you felt like the story wasn't served or because the film doesn't come to any conclusions well it's uh, i don't need either one let's say to be satisfied by a movie a lot of the the best movies are very open-ended and very unsatisfactory in the actual payoff of what they set out to do in the beginning Mm -hmm. and especially with documentary that's why i I won't go very harshly on the director of the movie or Mm. the producer because with documentaries you do end up having to follow uh, real life you can't manufacture a good ending when there's none to be had let's say yeah but i do think that there is a lot of filmmaking choices that i hugely disliked in the movie mm-hmm. and I, I was disappointed because uh, coming since it was the first documentary i thought that you would have come all guns blazing especially <laughs> after the debacle of born on the fourth of july as my war movie <laughs> And especially coming mm. from your recommenda- previous recommendations, not from the show, as in yeah. in IRL in real life, <sighs> that they're all they all blew the socks off my feet. Mm-hmm. If that's the correct expression. Yeah. But in this case, I was left completely underwhelmed. Um, yeah, you see, I don't think that this is like a mind blowing film. You know what I mean? This is not up there with like the most air shattering of documentaries but i really didn't think that you would let be left so cold by this movie because i think this film is unsatisfactory in set in certain ways but i didn't think you would be so underwhelmed by it like to be honest yeah i think that is an exercise in uh, average filmmaking mm. and um i think part of it is due to being a documentary so there are things that are completely outside of the control of the filmmaker Mm -hmm. first of all the reporter in the beginning yeah like like, straight away uh, i started laughing because he sounds exactly like barry (laughs) shitpeas for those that who don't know who barry shitpeas shirley brooker references in there are you the the, the common Joe lad that Charlie Brooker uses for his shows to demonstrate the, the stupidity of the common people, supposedly. And uh, the report in the beginning of the movie sounds exactly like him. It's okay. the same I did not Northern pick up on that. And straight away, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> not because, like, for no other discernible reason that it just gave me a, a weird flashback to... Okay. Once you got past that. Once I got past that and the fact that it is produced by the Irish Film Board. Yeah, that was a bit random. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Probably post-production was in Yeah, here. well, I think it took her about five years to make this. So I don't know if she was, uh, like, completion money or what. Like, I don't know. Like, it took her a long time, probably more money than was initially required or whatever. And uh, then the issues begin. Uh, first of all, uh, with the exception of the music that is uh, diegetic, let's say, mm. as in when they pick like, fucking Midnight Train to Georgia, which yeah, yeah. Oh, that little girl murders. I was like tearing my hair out. I She's love that child. song. Yeah, but you don't need to put it in the movie. Just 
or make her sing a little bit better. <laughs> Such a weird thing to have a problem with. No, but okay. like I mean that the the music besides that, besides the 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 musical choices, their actual songs, yeah, uh, sound and feel like stock music from that they just went to Google and type stock guitar music. Yeah, and it's so obtrusive. The volume in the mix is quite high. Yeah, and it doesn't match anything that has been said or shown in the in the film and it became very distracting especially when it's like a a moment that is quite emotional maybe mm. or revealing and you have this like dee, 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 <laughs> in the funny. background i don't think i've ever um, other than like the the kind of very uh obvious um like pop music choices other than that i don't think i've ever noticed the music in this <laughs> For whatever reason, I, I don't was know. Very distracting throughout. Like I have like four notes on it. Uh, let's see. I have. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to have such a massive problem with, but okay. Well, it takes you out of the movie the same yeah, way yeah. the the John Williams score took you yes, out. Yes, yes, uh... I know. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, mainly because uh, the lack of access that the director had. Yeah, so she couldn't get to her, her sisters. Yeah, there's no... The sisters are not there, which is completely pivotal for the movie mm. uh, and for the story. Uh, she doesn't have any archive either. She has some archive. Very, very, very little. It's like a couple of pictures I, in the beginning. I don't know if that's an access thing, though, or if that's a decision. That well, like, she made, if it's, to be honest. If it's a decision, I think because that it was a very bad decision. I'm fairly sure that Martin, her ex-boyfriend, provided her with a large amount of photographs. And I think her other ex-boyfriend as well did as well. I just think that, like, what I think is interesting about this is that you don't see a photo of Joyce, of any kind of photo of Joyce, until I think maybe like 15, 20 minutes into this. Yeah. Which I think is definitely a conscious choice. And the fact that it kind of means that like the closing shot of this is Joyce at that. Um, Nelson Mandela yeah, like, thing, And yeah. it's it's just it's like weird grainy footage and it's like zooming in on like I think it gives that more power. And when you do actually see photos over, it gives it more power than when if this has just been plastered with like it's very hard to make a documentary using that much archive and for you to not kind of start to get a little bit not sick of it but it starts to lose its power like the only documentary i can think of that i've seen recently where it uses archive that much archive in an interesting way is amy to be honest like i think that otherwise you start to get a little bit um and i'll completely i will completely concede that like there are certain points of this where the way it's like well the decisions that they've made and the way they've made it it's it's just teetering on the side of bbc2 documentary but i think they managed to get above that in different ways but there are certain aspects of it where it's just a little bit too yeah. but i think that her use her lack of use of archive footage is more i think it must have been a choice because then she's relying so heavily on the dramatic reconstructions and i think that was a choice i think obviously she couldn't get access to um the sisters and that is i'll agree with you that is it's a problem and it just kind of leaves you with more questions that in that area that are never going to be answered because you couldn't even get their perspective but i don't know i, th I think that because whenever she was making it that she knew that she didn't have that access she didn't have those interviews she couldn't turn the story on those interviews so she had to do it through the perception of all the other people around well, my, my 
my problem with it is that not only the the sister the, the fiance also uh that there's only it's only alluded to the fiance after she drops the the second the second boyfriend after she the musician yeah when she breaks up with the musician she gets engaged with somebody which is alluded to even in the reconstructions that she has the, yeah. the engagement ring and in a note in the wall of uh, notes that the director has yeah is a quote from the fiance that is like not my joys not my joys it can't be and then oh my god it is her and obviously she didn't get access to him mm. but it's not only a question of access i think it's the 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 choice of how to shoot the reconstructions mm. um really took me out of the movie yeah and all the, of them or most of them like, there are moments that are good mm. i'd say but for example the, when the guy uh, goes and tries to kiss her on the on the recording booth yeah it's not co- corroborated by nobody yeah that is completely fictional and then you have for example her singing that song by herself mm. has no power because it's not the actual joyce is an actress playing Joyce and it's not like in a fictional movie that you're supposed to forget that it is an actress playing Joyce. Yeah. Because they keep mentioning uh, things like the pictures, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. That you never lose the... As well, by the way, that the reconstructions are shot. Mm. That you never lose the, the feeling that this is somebody Someone else. portraying her, yeah. And then, like when she's dancing with three guys and the dance floor is just the four of them mm. and they're really seedy and stuff it, 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 all the reconstructions didn't ring true and the film that this uh, gave me a call back to on how to do it right mm. is stories we tell yeah the sarah Pauli documentary yeah, yeah. and like how it takes it it takes the rug out of under your feet when it's revealed that reconstructions were actually reconstructions because they made it so well that it feels like Super 8 home movies. Yeah, that's a very different but it's, style of film, though. But I think that it's very similar as well in the sense of both films are exploration of a person who's a mystery yeah. and is no longer there to tell their story. But what stories we tell had, it was access to everybody that were the main participants in the story yeah so the mysteries never resolved of who that person really was and why did she lie or etc etc but the story actually had room to breathe i think that this one once you go past the 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 sense the she was troubled she uh was contradictory Mm. that some people say she was independent other people say that she really needed somebody to tell her what to do and how to live her life uh somewhat like a vampire that she would take uh the person's friends while they're going out together yeah she would just absorb herself into their life yeah yeah and her character is interesting but it doesn't go anywhere in the sense the mystery is not explored in the sense of why did she die yeah Uh, the even the room there's little moments that they show things in the room Mm. but i would have liked uh maybe even a list of what was in the room because that that's that's interesting do you did you want this to be more like 
uh, you know, because this is not, you could imagine like reading the premise of this and thinking that, you know, this is in a way like some kind of true crime documentary because it is like you know at, even at the very start whenever they have all the people talking and they're like you know she must have been murdered she must have been murdered like they're all in denial that like this could no, no but like well let me sorry. but like um not in like a kind of a schlocky true crime thing but like i don't think the point of this for, for uh for carol morley or for anyone that was making it was to find out how she died i don't think that was ever the intention of it i think they, they don't they never really contest how you know it's never exactly explored and i think that's done on purpose because i don't think that's the reason why she set out to make this the reason was to to find out how she could have died and no one could have noticed for three years not how she died you know like i don't i think that if it had gone like i've never watched this and felt that i needed to know how she died you know it's more how she died alone that is the question and and that's why i think that she chose to kind of include even how she went about trying to find the people. Because I think it's more about that. It's more really about the people around her. And that's what I think is the point of the dramatic reconstructions as well. That they're not meant to be accurate. They're not meant to be... It's not meant to look exactly like Joyce. Or this is exactly what Joyce did. This is all based on what all the different people that you know she's able to interview say about her. You know what I mean? Like I, I think for yeah. But if the if the reconstruction was, for example, a scene that there there is a couple of moments that they would say, "Oh, this is this is a specific scene that this happened," mm-hmm. and those reconstructions kind of work because you have the voice of truth behind them. Yeah, and it kind it gets away with being really badly made the reconstructions i think there were like you were saying like bbc2 documentary well, no, kind I, of feel. for me like that's the the bits that work better are the dramatic reconstructions i think it's the like the way that the interviews are shot the background of the interviews the way the stuff of like the shopping center and where like all the shots of that um how even they kind of shoot like um uh, the photographs and her kind of wall where she has the post-its I thought more in that kind of production like I thought the whole thing of where the tv and like all the scenes whenever she's in the sitting room and stuff I think that worked quite well where you're kind of having like the tv with the interviews on it and then Joyce is sitting oh, you know. I hated that really I hated that it was See, just were, so I th- distracting I thought that worked quite well I think that that was no need in the story sense it was just a distracting I don't have a problem with directors flexing their muscle and doing something stylish, obviously. But I also always have to, in my opinion, serve either the plot or the actual style of the movie. Mm. Um, because it, it's just randomly every so often. It's not, it's not even linked through what they're saying. There's no... I was thinking about it in the sense that maybe when they were talking about if they had a moment that, for example, they said, oh, what would you say to Joyce if she was still alive, mm. for example, and then play all those responses on the TV to her or something. Oh, that it would I make, see, I think that no, would have been a no, bit I'm not. I'm saying that the decision to have it on the TV is already a, a poor one. I'm not saying that there's any way of saving it. But, <laughs> yeah, but for it would have been better because it would have made more sense. I think, no, it's that I can't think of any reason why it's there besides a stylistic choice and i don't think it gains anything from being there it doesn't link uh, if it, if you had a picture or 
a picture of her in the sitting room, maybe like an actual picture. What you were saying about the the footage at the end. Yeah. Okay. That moment is the only moment that and when her voice is played is the only two moments that the movie felt like a good documentary because they couldn't connect to the reconstructions. And it's not an issue with reconstructions by itself. I think mm. it's by the execution in this documentary. Okay. That um, the moments that you have the real person there mm. is even uh, one of the, the guys say when they hear the voice, it's like, oh, it, it, the reporter says, oh, it, it cuts through all the red tape of uh, autopsy reports and um whatchamacallit like lists of things in her room uh, yeah or, or of that like it, the that it becomes a real article. person yeah and i think is because of the lack of access that character is not fully developed yeah she doesn't feel even she doesn't feel like a person that is also a mystery for me she doesn't feel like a person the, the, the filmmakers weren't able to create the the person through people talking about her the same way, for example, Sarah Pauli did in mm. uh, Stories We Tell, because I could feel and think about the character of her See, mother. My, my feeling is that even if this had been full of archive and they'd had full access, I don't think we would know Joyce any better. I think that's the point of it, is that nobody knew Joyce. Like, she was... a you know a mystery and i think that, like i know you're saying like oh she just doesn't feel like a real person like i kind of think i sort of agree with you but not in a way that i couldn't connect to it because it's like more that she doesn't feel like a real person because in a lot of ways she wasn't she was like a ghost when in her real life in the way that she's now a ghost within these people's lives you know what i mean like she she moved between all these different people being a different person changing for each one and that's kind of you know, in life and in death, she was a mystery. Yeah, like it's a, almost like, in a way, this is like, in, like in a strange, morbid way, it was almost like the perfect death for her because you know, in the way that her life was, the mystery remained. Yeah, and like that's kind of the, what I got from the way that they'd constructed it. That like at no point was I ever crying out for more, more archive or more, and like I even think that. um the structure and the idea of how like um you don't you don't see you don't know who all the, the people talking are they're never given name titles they're never given you know what i mean like they're just introduced and eventually you work out who they are yeah you know what i mean i think that is also an interesting choice because it kind of it ties into the whole thing of like how everything was quite disparate and there's all these people and they all had this idea of like oh, Joyce you know what I mean like she was so perfect she was so great everyone loved her but like none of these people are connected to each other except the like Martin's group of friends and then you know what I mean it's kind of yeah. no it's like I, I, I do agree with you that the choice of not having name cards of who these people are yeah it's a good choice um but in general I didn't say the I didn't mean in the sense that I needed her to be completely explained. No, it's, no, no. Uh, That's not that, what I'm saying either. No, no. Uh, what I'm, uh, what I was trying to say is that uh, she doesn't feel like a real person. Yeah, a real person that could be a mystery, as in that I. If you take those two moments that I mentioned, when uh, the voice is played to Martin, mm -hmm. his reaction to it, yeah, felt real. Mm -hmm. But everything else, 
as well because they're undercut by these really shitty reconstructions. Not only maybe the actual scenes themselves wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. But by the execution were distracting for me and mm. I just couldn't get past them to be honest. It's it, it possibly is a better movie that I'm giving a credit to, but I well, never no, I connected to it. If you just if of... you never connected to it, you were never going to be you know what I mean? It's the kind of film where I can admit that there are issues in its execution, like not in its structure, but in its kind of um, the way it's shot. There's certain aspects of it that I can totally agree that are not they're not up to scratch. But I I forgive it those problems because I connect to it. You know what I mean? I yeah. like connect to the story. I connect to what the documentary makers were trying to do. And I think that if you can't, then you're not going to be able to overlook those problems. Like if, if you can't get into the dramatic reconstruction, then there's just you're not going to like this movie because so much of it hinges on that. I think though, if with the lack of access that she had, mm. and <laughs> keep coming because back of the. Uh, it's to prove the point. Okay. <laughs> As well, coming the Carol Morley is uh, also a dramatic art, uh, mm, director. The following, the following. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I heard very good things about it. Is mm. the <laughs> with such a great story? I would have been more inclined to watch a fictional retelling of it. Really? Yeah, uh, mainly because then the reconstructions could be... But you can't make that movie because we don't know. It's, there's there's too many holes in her life, which is kind of the point. Yeah, but you could make the same structure that the, this movie has. But instead of having like reconstructions that are not based on what people are saying, but actually have, for example, the, the section when she stays over with Martin in 2001 or something. Mm. You know, there's a lot of material there for uh, an account through the eyes of these characters, you know? And then uh, I don't know how to structure it exactly, but if you don't have enough for a movie, I felt that it, it, it was stretched at the 78, how long is it? Like about 90 minutes? Mm, I think it's probably about dead on 90 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I think that is... Did you think it was stretched? Stretched, yeah, because the premise is... Uh, once you set up, yes, uh, she is a bit mysterious to everybody. Uh, nobody really knew her. And uh, she acted different with different people. But I don't think you and really... And then she died and that, people disappeared. Yeah, but I don't think, feel like you really come to that conclusion about... Because, you know, if you, you can talk about anybody and get everybody, you know what I mean, that you know in your life to talk about any person, it's going to be contradictory. So at the very... I feel like for the first third to two-thirds of this film you don't fully get the idea of how contradictory she actually was i thought straight away uh, they uh, just by the way that they n- not in the sense of contradictory uh straight away in the that sense she was of mysterious mysterious to uh, um a very strange point so what i'm meaning of the mystery of her Mm. It's not the contradiction. It's the the fact that nobody really knew her, and everybody knew that. Yeah. Even when there were, she was in the group, uh, they mentioned over and over again that, uh, oh, I don't know what she did when she wasn't with Martin. Yeah. So once you get through that, that she died three years past until she was found. Uh, she's a mystery, and then the movie just 
goes on about those three topics over and over and over. And the fact that there's no release at the end, but no revelation of any sense. For example, the the, the other movie that came to mind in Reconstructions, mm. and the cinema, the cinematic quality of them mm-hmm. uh, is The Imposter. Yeah. And I think that that film succeeded. One, because... Well, the they re- had the guy. But not that only that... The whole it, thing hinges on that guy, like... That's one of the, the yeah. points, but also it's that the reconstructions are telling stuff that the people in the documentary are talking about. Yeah. So it, it feels more real, even if the execution is not great. Yeah. I would have given it more leeway if the reconstruction starts with, for example, Martin going on, instead of saying in general people would dance with her on the dance floor. mm if he went and told a specific story about one of those nights, even if it doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. <clears throat> and have the reconstruction start with that and even leave that voice behind. I don't need the narration throughout the, you know, show, don't tell. But at least you're linking real life with the reconstruction. Mm. In this case, somebody would say something uh, uh, in general, Joyce did this. And then it's a very specific scene that it's there to demonstrate it mm. and it felt fake to me because it feels like oh yeah she's like this and then we're gonna show you an actress pretending to be joyce doing something similar it's hard to pinpoint mm. exactly what Ron i don't know Paul- like i know what you're saying like i mean you could i mean there's a few different ways that you know we can give examples of how dramatic reconstructions are done so you, if you look at something like the thin red or thin blue line, or like more modern. The thin um, red line is a very good rough construction of <laughs> the, the thin blue line. Um, the thin blue line, or a more modern sort of rip off of that being the jinx, yeah, and yeah. that kind of style where you're showing the same thing over and over again, but slightly differently. That's kind of one very interesting way of using. And then there's kind of what you're saying then, which is just like highest on the imposter, or um, I'm trying to think of another example where it is being used to give you an exact example of exactly what someone's saying. Whereas I think this is, I like this and it's more interesting because it just moves away from the kind of like, like crime watch, crime documentary like way of, of just reconstructing. These are the events and this is what happened because I think this is a film about perception like and it, even it, like how, like the, whenever she's at her birthday and it's like, it's just like this weird, like there's no one else in the room, like they. But it's you know what I mean. It's it's as if like how they saw it occur, like never how it could be from Joyce's point of view. Like I don't have a a problem with that. It's just that it's terribly shot. It, it I don't has think a it was weird, terribly oh, shot. It has a, the the camera angles and the editing that that it's seen is. Uh, good reconstruction has been proven that you can make it really cinematically you don't yeah, have to yeah. like, well, corners. this is not like, a this, massively cinematic film not whatsoever but that's the problem with the reconstruction is that if okay, you go in okay well that's in, two different things you're saying there but it is two different things but they're both related it's that it's not only what they show but how they show it that is the issue it's both mm. of them it's if what is shown was shot in a better way. Mm. It might have given it a little bit... It would have been less distracting for me. Yeah. Or if they shot it that way, but it had better content in it, mm. maybe it was 
it would be less distracting mm. and if it had better content and it was better shot <laughs> maybe i would have really liked the movie but i think choosing the same actress like uh, carol uh, was joyce died at the age of 38 Eight, i think yeah. yeah and they used the same actress with no change in makeup or uh, anything from age of 21 yeah but an awful lot of what the people who are talking about her it's from when she was younger yeah but uh, if you have the her death let's say yeah but that's that's my point which is like an into the world moment when she stretches out her hand I I think that's the point of it though and it's that like they're like half reconstructions of what we know based on what they find in the room because you see that we're like it's what she's wearing or what she's got in her hand it's what they find the photograph the record everything all that stuff it's half that and then half also like because what i really got from this is how idealized joyce is in a lot of their eyes like particularly in like martin's eyes and martin's friends eyes that like as they talk about her like like martin is fascinating in this i think because i think that he would have been uh if the film was really revolving around him sorry yeah I think it would have been a better movie like if he had a central conceit or something. Mm, well, I think that Martin has an arc in this. Like, But anyways, like whatever about that. But um, she is so idealized by all these people. And even as they're talking about her and they're like, oh, yeah, she would just disappear or whatever. Like, it's not really until like they really, really. And it's like um, her two co-workers as well, whenever they really start to properly think about her even though martin says that he thinks about her all the time but he doesn't think about her kind of like oh he i don't know it's like this weird kind of crystallized memories of like the perfect young joyce and how she was beautiful and outgoing and everything and i think that's that's kind of the point of that that when you kind of see her dancing around and you know and that she dies when she's still young is because like they hadn't seen her or they in their minds she's still that joyce the joyce that she was to them but because about half the running time is the reconstructions if they were of a better quality both how mm. they're made <clears throat> decision on what moments to choose and also the writing with them with within them mm. the film could have been very strong on the actual materials that she had yeah that's the disappointment that i had it's a a movie that i felt that the premise was very interesting and that's why i was like oh i could even watch a fictional movie about this Mm. if somebody could crack the nut on how to make it i think it's a a story worthwhile telling but not in this way oh yeah like i i see where you're coming from i just yeah i like the problems that you have with it i understand why you have a problem with it but i don't know this this film just fascinates me and how it's made and and like it yeah i have no trouble connecting with joyce and also the characters around her you know like it if and for me oh, i'm poor martin the abuse he gets for his looks <laughs> oh, oh my God. the amount of people that say it's oh. funny though how all the people that she interviews, like, I wonder if this was actually a choice that um, all the people that she interviews are actually quite good. Like, you're getting a lot from them. Like, even, like, Martin is obviously fascinating because he's so just kind of like, you know, oh, my Joyce, my Joyce, my Joyce, you know. <laughs> Soft-spoken. And, you know? The, the, and then, like, at the very, very end, it's kind of like, what I'm, like, um, this is not, obvi- you haven't said, obviously, that you wanted to be... Um, 
a uh, uh, like a crime kind of um, a, cr- a true crime. No, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you didn't say that, but okay. like I could just imagine the kind of like true crime version of this, where they try to like solve the crime, and it's like, oh, did Martin do it? You know. Kind oh my of- god, I have one out there. Like, please don't have a twist at the end of Martin <laughs> did it because I like this dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be thankful forever that it doesn't go down that path at all. What I meant uh, originally when I was talking about, I wanted more details on what was in the apartment yeah it was not necessarily in um how did she die kind of scenario Mm. more in the sense of how she was living when she died as in not just show stuff that is related to other stuff that people have talked about Mm. but actually go into the random things you know it's like what was in her fridge like even there's an awful lot of like reconstructions of what you know they find like yeah but it's a reconstruction that doesn't Number one, because everything is decomposed, you can't really tell what it is, and everything that they call attention to, no, that but they, find, they have the presence, the tape, everything else, everything that they show, like really show mm-hmm. in a close up, is stuff that is related to stuff that people said yeah. about her. That it is like, oh, she was quite messy, and then it's like dishes on the on the sink. Oh, she. So the the reconstructions are tying back to what the people are saying. Is that what you're saying? Well, in that moment, yes. <laughs> in that moment, in several in... moments. Yeah, but it, like I said, it's, it's 90 minutes, probably 45 minutes of them is reconstruction, and about it's not that much 10 of minutes of it is accurate to what people are saying. But <laughs> one of the biggest mysteries is the people saying, how does she live? Uh, when she's by herself the way that you find out the most about people is by going to their place when they don't expect you to be there <laughs> not not to like fucking break in somewhere <laughs> what have you been doing to our flat <laughs> but i mean if you knock on somebody's door uh one day by surprise mm. and they don't have the the good china they don't have <laughs> the we do break out um the good cushions and the good china for when you come over <laughs> you know what i mean it's a the mm. uh, well it's how people act when they're not being watched exactly it's the thing we'll never know is the, and Without things are important cameras in did you place. have any posters on the wall mm. did she look after the flat how long she was living in the flat before it happened who was the landlord Mm. The what kind of relationship she, relationship she had with the landlord that uh, after three years of not paying rent she didn't get evicted mm. and those questions are not even asked by anybody even like the reporter in the beginning of the movie not to have the uh, landlord there but actually address the fact that nobody talked about it you know yeah what i mean I know, is that I, it's I such just, an interesting i didn't i didn't need, i didn't need that because what was more interesting than the kind of day-to-day of how she was living was these people's response to how she died and how for them like their perception of her and then also how like them kind of looking almost at themselves about how like when they you know she shows in the paper and all kind of like that's a bit hokey but like the more further the interviews go on and the more they talk about her and kind of like at the end the how... least interesting she becomes no for me okay so that's a whole other thing <laughs> so... oh yeah i have a lot of issues with this <laughs> movie Christ. like uh, a podcast episode is never gonna go through at all <laughs> okay well what was your favorite thing about the movie uh... 
Um, I think the premise is my favorite thing in the movie. Uh, because I think it's an interesting story to begin with. And I think Joyce could have been portrayed into an interesting character. Mm. Not the characters and the the construction of a person. Yeah, the, that was my favorite thing. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite thing about the movie? Uh, my favorite thing is probably Martin. I think because it is like well, I said earlier that like there is an arc to Martin and there is because he starts off so like he's just he's just a weirdly overly nice guy the way he's talking and it's almost like even whenever his friends are like oh I couldn't believe that she was with Martin or whatever like it's not because like oh he's a bad looking guy it's because he is this just this quiet little man like he's and even when you see like pictures of him when he's younger and everything like it's it's just it's interesting like seeing the people that she related to and went out with is almost as interesting as a reflection of who she gravitated towards as anything else he and it's contradictory like major briggs and twin peaks <laughs> another Twin Peaks reference but um, I think like seeing the people that well the few people that we see that she went out with and people that she hung out with and everything like that sort of shows the contradictions of Joyce as anything else does but what's interesting about Martin is how he does start off and then eventually you get him breaking down at the very end and it's like watching that throughout is quite like that's probably my favourite part well I think that Martin had been the centre point of the movie Mm. Uh, I can't imagine how much material you could drag out from him. Well, Martin is like a supporting character, really. Like, he's yeah, quite he, prominent. He's quite prominent. He could be, like, the main secondary character, let's mm. say. And Joyce being the main character. Yeah. But if it was almost, like, co-main characters, mm-hmm. um, maybe it would have... Because I really did like Martin and uh, his arc, but... Everything that surrounds my my <laughs> least favorite thing uh-huh. is uh, um, probably what happens between uh, minute one and minute nineteen. The movie. <laughs> the, uh, honestly, I can't believe you hated this so much. That's so I, funny. <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's it, especially with documentaries. It's hard when you don't make that connection mm. to actually find something to hang on to yeah i know what you mean but it's the same with any film though that if you well, can't if you have a, a or a tv show or book or anything like if you can't because connect, the production values everything are way else... lower in documentaries usually mm. usually speaking well. it's a generalization there but uh, generally speaking especially this one the production values are crap i hate it how it was shot in both the reconstructions and the little cgi okay, yeah. wallpaper behind okay. the wall come on but in a movie, the like The Revenant, for example, which I hated, there's things that I go like, I, I never felt absolutely bored because there were moments of worth in every little mm-hmm. aspect of it. But in documentaries, if you're not carried away, mm. usually we, it just they just break down because they have to be... Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree with you and I understand what you mean that like you just you never able to get past the but uh, that's that's okay. <laughs> so not glad that you've watched it then. Well, I'm glad that I watched it because it made me feel that the imposter and stars we tell are far better movies. <laughs> Shout out to um, makes me want to have watched The Arbor for starters. <laughs> uh, now, shout out also to um, uh, 
whatchamacallit what's the letters to zachary or dear, dear zachary, zachary. <laughs> that's uh, that's the kind of documentary that i expected this to, like no really not in the this sen- is better than dear zachary no it's not oh my god <laughs> the, like dear zachary is actually a good movie this is not even that like whatever you what issues you all may right, have with all, dear right, zachary. all right so uh we're very much not in agreement this week but um <laughs> that was um stories we no stories we tell that was yeah, definitely not stories dreams we of a life as well what the fuck is up with dreams of a life oh, it's the most god. generic title that you can come up with all right on that note, uh, that was Dreams of a Life, which Ricardo really hated. But um <laughs> well, I didn't hate it, I disliked it fervently. Okay. But next week's film is Scarecrow. Starring Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. Okay, okay. Thank you for listening. If you want to find us, where can they look for us, Orla? You can find us on Twitter at The Rec Game or on Facebook, The Recommendation Game. Or if you want to email us, it's the recommendation game at gmail.com. I was Ricardo Deacon. I was Orla McNeilis. Until next time. Thanks for listening.